Hello, everyone. It's October 31st. Happy Halloween, even though we just celebrated the weekend. It is technically tomorrow. So whenever you're listening to this, happy Halloween and farewell. You might be noticing my neck tattoo here. It is not real. It is a leftover from my vampire costume remnants. Uh, I got a couple scares from work. Got my mom really scared on that one. How are you doing, Juan? How was your Halloween weekend? Dude, it was uh, it was great, man. You know, spooky season. It's always fun here in Miami. Um, I'll definitely say when I first saw the tattoo on you, I was a little bit concerned. Um, if I had that one, I definitely would be telling people it's just like, yo, man, um, yeah, I got into a fight, but you should see the other guy. It's a good look, man. It's a good look for you. <laughs> but no, gets no, no, into no. fight, gets into fight, gets tattoo on neck. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. In all seriousness, solid, solid weekend. I mean, Gators played against the Bulldogs. We got absolutely whomped. We got destroyed. Can't say I'm really surprised. Uh, they gave me a little bit of hope. Uh, Graham Mertz had a touchdown early in the game, but, you know, uh, Georgia Bulldogs essentially killed us, just like the Georgia Eagles essentially killed the Dolphins last week. But other than that, man, doing good, doing good. What about you, man? How was your weekend? How you feeling? It was fun. It was, uh, you know, it was a busy weekend, and Mondays after busy weekends are, uh, they're rough. You know, both of us had some some long days today, but... We're here. We're here for the spectators, Sports Spectator Nation, um, and happy to be here. And I have an exciting announcement for everybody that might be interested, especially if you're in the South Florida area, especially if you're in the Miami area. Sports Spectator, we're going to be doing a watch party December 17th for the Miami Dolphins New York Jets game. It's going to be in Wynwood. We're going to announce the location a little bit when it's finalized. But it's going to be our first hosted event. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to be there. We're going to have a bunch of our friends there. We hope we get all of our sports spectator friends on here. Miami sports, whatever sports, you know, we're going to have NFL red zone going. We're going to have who knows what else we're going to have. We're not going to make it official yet, but the date is official. And I can't wait to share more with you guys and uh, mark on your calendars, December 17th. I'm super, super hyped. Our official first event here, like John said, December 17th. Mark your calendars. If you're going Christmas shopping that weekend, don't. Um, definitely plan to be there Sunday. We'll be there with the best takes. You know, we'll probably come in there with a couple of picks um, for you guys to uh, uh, to bet on while you're there. Redzone will be running. Um, super, super exciting stuff. On another note, we have more exciting stuff. Lionel Messi wins his eighth Ballon d'Or. I made a couple of TikToks on uh, earlier about this, and I uh, called it Ballon d'Or. I got a lot of hate mail, Ballon d'Or, and for all my French, our French watchers, um, yeah, the greatest of all time. Uh, it was kind of known that he was going to win this award, but it's official now. Three more than Cristiano Ronaldo, the first ever in MLS history. Lionel Messi in Miami. I mean. It seems like no one's really surprised. Like this is like a huge one of the biggest awards in soccer ever. And it's really kind of like just normal day for, for Miami fans and Messi fans, Argentina fans all over the world. Uh, he beat out Erling Holland, who is a record breaking striker this season in the English Premier League. Uh, if Lionel Messi didn't win the World Cup, it would have been his trophy, but unlucky for Erling. He had the greatest storyline ever, one of his last World Cups, probably his last, and he won it. Uh, in historical fashion, one of the best soccer games ever played in that final versus France. And so the Messi saga for this season has officially ended in the best way possible with the Ballon d'Or, the award given to the best player in the world. It's done. It's over. Now we're officially ready to move over to the next season. What do you think about that one? 
Dude, what do I think? I think uh, Messi officially cemented his status as the GOAT, man. I mean, is there any arguing at this point? I don't know who else has a take as opposed to that. I mean, eight? That's ridiculous. Um, that's one more Super Bowl. That's one more than Tom Brady has uh, Super Bowl rings. I mean, this guy could literally represent one. I'm going to butcher the name as well. Ballon d'Or. Whatever. Uh, butcher me, Spectator Nation. It is what it is. I'll take the hate. Um, he literally could rep one for every single day of the calendar week and still have one left over for like Passover or Sunday. I don't know, man. I just don't think it, it gets any more elite than that. And I mean, I've always been full transparency on the podcast. I'm not going to pretend to be a football expert here as much as I am a football um, and basketball. But I mean, the numbers don't lie. The ball, ball don't lie. Ballon d'Or don't lie. And I feel like when you have eight, um, it's hard to really kind of argue anything against that you know shout out to Messi obviously uh future Miami uh Hall of Fame first ballot inductee um shout out to Argentina you know good for you guys you know you guys had a big year this past uh this past year World Cup Ballon d'Or yet again um so shout out to them but no but in all seriousness super happy for the Miami community Messi everyone yeah, absolutely there are arguments for Ronaldo people do have them people are very passionate about them uh Long story short, they think he is the more elite athlete because he was in more difficult situations as a player and uh, where he had to play in the field and whatnot. But exactly, the ballon don't lie. So <laughs> on that note, well, how, about you take us, yeah, <laughs> how about you take us into these other sports right now? Oh, yeah, man. So much to talk about. Holy cow. It is, I mean, we mentioned it a couple of times on the pod. October, just absolutely insane with so much going on. I mean, just to recap, Spectator Nation, keep basketball officially in full swing. In fact, currently we are playing the Bucks. Um, even got to check on the score. Looks like right now it is 28-28, funny enough, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Thomas Bryant, eight points. Jimmy Butler, nine points. Tyler Hero, six points. Let's go ahead and check. How's Damian Lillard doing? Only five points points hmm very suspicious and that's me doing my best to pretend i'm not upset that we didn't get damian lillard um i absolutely wish that we did i mean uh not to get into uh too much uh milwaukee bucks basketball but he did score 39 points last week i'm gonna be honest i saw that um and it was like watching an ex-girlfriend get really really hot um <laughs> it's the same way that i felt you know just watching him put up that stat line because i'm just like you know why couldn't that been us <laughs> um, and I'll never forgive Joe Cronin, you know, general manager of the uh, the Portland Trail Blazers, what he did to Miami. I don't know what Pat Riley ever did to the guy, to be quite honest with you, where he just went on this vendetta. But I'm upset that we didn't get the guy. And that is why it makes me so much happier that he is having what seems to be so far a fairly mediocre game against Miami. And it seems to be that Miami, in fact, is playing really, really good. But again, that is a current take. Uh, I'll have more on that game probably on next week's podcast. But let's go and talk about some games that did happen, John. So we have already finished uh, three games this season. And right now we're sitting at one and two. Um, and a lot of Heat fans are asking, are the Miami Heat washed? And I would answer those fans. You guys obviously did not watch last season. You don't know ball. You don't know Ballon d'Or because Ballon d'Or don't lie. <laughs> but no, uh, the Heat, funny enough, started one and two also last season. And what did they do last season, John? They made it all the way to the what? Finals, baby. The finals, baby. So statistically speaking, 
we have the same record right now this season. Therefore, we will be going to the finals. I can't believe it. Eric Spolstra, greatest coach in the world, taking us to the finals yet again. You absolutely love to see him. But in all seriousness, again, we beat the Pistons. I was at that game. First and foremost, Kaseya Center, which is what we're, you know, that's the government name now, but we will always call it the AAA American Airlines Arena. Um, electrifying, as always. Um, I actually went with a coworker of mine. He is originally from Indiana, was in town for some work, um, but he lives in Indiana and he was just shocked. I remember at halftime, we went out to the patio, there was like dancers. Um, and he was just like, dude, all we do in Indiana is just like eat corn dogs um, at halftime. So this is awesome. <laughs> Kaseya Center, still ridiculous, still awesome. Uh, we will be there for plenty of more games. We'll try to announce them on the podcast. So if you're there, come say what's up. Um, super, super fun. But actually, a couple of takeaways from this game. First and foremost, Duncan Robinson, an absolute threat in all facets of the game. Duncan Robinson, good friend of the podcast, um, as we all know. Great cocktail really, maker. Yeah, great cocktail maker and also great... I was trying to think of something clever to put in like cocktail and shot, but oh, a shot. He is good at making, at pouring Great shots shot and <laughs> making shots. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he's looking elite offense, defense. He's going in the paint. He's not just depending on his three-point shot. Um, I couldn't be prouder of the guy. He looks really, really good. Second takeaway from that game, Bam Adebayo officially has a jump shot. And we didn't just see it in that particular game. We also saw it against... The Timberwolves, and we also saw it against the Boston Celtics. A lot of people always criticize Bam. You know, he was a big center, so all he could really do was play in the paint. He was always good at rebounds, but it was his jumper that really stopped him from being elite. So now that we're seeing that, the guy is a lot more elite. And lastly, probably my favorite takeaway from watching the Heat so far is Jaime Hawkins Jr., a.k.a. Triple J, a.k.a. Mexican Jimmy Butler, um... The guy is as advertised. The guy is an absolute sensation, just a point machine, assist machine, defense machine. I mean, and technically he has only played three games officially in the NBA. So I'm super excited for the guy. And I mean, we still got plenty of basketball left, obviously only three games into the season. Um, so I'm feeling good, man. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to say that, you know, we're going to be making a deep playoff run uh, quite just yet. But I'm excited, man. What do you think, John? I mean, you saw the preseason, your best boys uh, with Duncan. How are you feeling? I feel good. I agree with everything you said. And I did the same thing today, actually. I was looking up uh, last season's start to the season. And I don't think the Heat had an above 500 record until like at least 10 games into the season. So they started out slow last season as well. Um, I love I love the, you call him the Mexican Jimmy Butler. Mexican Jimmy Butler, that's him. <laughs> He's got that heat culture defense. Um, I'm all in. I love the Tyler Harrow um, revenge season coming up. Duncan Robinson over 300 uh, threes this season. So I'm still all in. I can't wait to go to another like real season game. So you're saying is the move to go to the patio during halftime and just turn up and then come back to your seats. Is that, is that the move? That seems to be the move, man. And um, I actually have some insider information, but my understanding is that the stadium or sorry, the arena will actually be releasing a special ticket that gets you entrance general admission into the game. But apparently it also gives you unlimited food and drink at that 601 bar that they have in that patio area which is absolutely insane, bro. So like that 
patio area is going to be the place to be at these games. Dude, let's so, book a Friday night game and go. Not fully confirmed. That is just what I'm hearing word on the street in that what the Caseya Center will be doing. But man, if they implement that, maybe yeah. they can give us a sports spectator deal where if maybe they don't do it for everyone, but hey, we'll, we'll be there. We'll, we'll give you guys some content. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll give them a deal by being there <laughs> not 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 the other way around like they will be fortunate to have us yes. there commenting on it no, absolutely. absolutely the uh the patio area um actually big big day for me when i when i got in the patio patio area uh officially caught my first t-shirt that they threw into the audience i'd never had one before at a heat wow camp. what kind of shirt was it um so it was actually a white shirt and it says um Something along the lines of like, I partied in the patio at the heat game. Something really, really corny. But bro, you should have seen me. Um, the guy threw it and I went literally Odell style, like just <laughs> stuck my hand like this. So, and it grazed my hand. All right. I didn't fully catch it. It fell. Dude. And I was like a quarterback who just like fumbled the football and knew my <laughs> job was on the line. I just went, I dove for it. I got it. <laughs> But yeah, man, big, big <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, I would wear that shirt with so much pride. So much. So much. <laughs> that's awesome. Was it yeah. was anyone there like trying to get it from you on the ground? Or was everyone like, okay, it's got this guy won. Oh no, no, no. no. Dude, as, soon, as soon as I like leaned down to grab it, everyone was just like, all right, man, it's not that serious. It's just a Hanes t shirt <laughs> with a graphic printed on it. <laughs> it is that serious. Like, you can have it though. <laughs> but no, no, no. Uh. Huge, huge day, not just for myself, but also for the heat, I mean, let's check on the score one more time before we we move on from the uh, the heat. How are we doing? Okay, it's just the uh, the end of the first. All right, Milwaukee up 35-28. Doesn't matter. I'm not watching the score anymore. I'm pretty confident that we will come back. Shout out Damian Lillard. Not doing that good. The heat obviously doing pretty good. And by the way, guys, a lot of people are criticizing Jimmy Butler because you know, during the start of the season, he's a little slow, but we're right on schedule. He does this every single year, guys. Regular season games do not matter to this guy. He is the most unserious basketball player when it comes to the regular season. Just wait till the halfway point of the season and definitely wait till the playoffs. And that's when we see Michael Jordan 2.0. So all the haters out there, um, again, we are right on pace. Amen. Yeah, man, but... He basketball obviously just getting back, so we will be talking a lot more about that as the uh, the season progresses. So I'll conclude by saying we're one and two. Um, whatever happens tonight doesn't matter. Um, we are still on pace to make the finals. Shout out Eric Spolstra, greatest coach of all time. All right, man. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about Dolphins New England, thirty one seventeen. The biggest takeaway from this match, first and foremost, Tua. Uno, QB1, officially now 6-0 against the spread whenever he plays Bill Belichick's Patriots. John, how insane of a stat is that? That he's now officially played the Super Bowl, six-time winning Super Bowl New England Patriots, and Bill Belichick cannot beat two. Are you over or under? Bill Belichick ulcers caused by Tua and the Dolphins won. Over. Over. I'm <laughs> More than one. Smashing. I'm smashing the over. Tua will be 6-0 against the spread and 6-0 against the Patriots. And he will also be 1-0 against Bill Belichick's ulcers. 
Dude, that's just so unreal. I mean, like, Tua owns the entire region of New England. I mean, like, he could show up anywhere in Boston, walk into anyone's house and be like, no, this is my house. And, like, no one could say otherwise, bro. Like, the guy's just elite. Um, I mean, dude, he was just he was just kicking ass that day, just looking as good as ever. I mean, and we put it out on our Instagram. We said, Dolphin spread. Dolphins money line statistically was the easiest money on Sunday. I hit that bet, easiest money I ever hit in my life. Again, the numbers didn't lie. At the time, Tua was five and zero against the spread when going up against the uh, the Pats. After this game, he is six and zero, and I don't really see that streak ever ending, man. Agreed. And Mac Jones is Tua's son, also Dude. official. Fact, fact. Now, how do you feel? How do you feel about that again? Still, two Bama QBs, man. Does that is that in any sort of a personal conflict to you? Not anymore. Uh, not, <laughs> not, anymore. not. Yeah, not. Maybe when it was like more recent to when I graduated uh, back in fifteen. But now it's not really at all. I mean, like, yeah, Mac Jones is just getting absolutely smoked. Um, I feel bad for him if, if anything. Uh, you know, I don't know any diehard Patriots fans, but it's gotta be tough going through that. And I imagine it's what it's going to be what it's like when, uh, when I have to go through it, when Nick Saban leaves Alabama, you're going to just be like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> with my team? Because yeah, they suck. Mac Jones sucks. The offense sucks. So they're just not a good squad. I don't know how they beat the bills. The bills just are a fraudulent team to me. Um, they beat the Dolphins pretty bad, but I mean, like, this is so inconsistent. Josh Allen looks like a a homeless man on a crack high that has like these super high highs and these super low lows, and he just can't control himself. I get it. You're an absolute stud of an athlete. You get excited. You're a Superman, which he is, uh, but he just has to control himself. And uh, I'm going on a tangent about oh another another division rival, but. That's what I think. I don't. I don't. I don't really have any qualms with any other Alabama quarterbacks. I hate the Eagles. So Jalen Hurts really isn't even an Alabama alumni to me anymore. He's just an Eagles <laughs> player, which is <laughs> brutal. So to uh, the only true Bama QB in the league in your eyes, I think that's a safe safe state. Yes, and I mean Bryce Young's there too, but I mean they just his team is absolute garbage. So we got that over with. So he's he's in the rearview mirror now. Oh man! Whew. All right. Bama in shambles in other news. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding, man. I'm, I'm a Gator fan, so I, I have no room to speak whatsoever. But talking about the Bills, that leads me into my next takeaway um, from this Dolphins game. And I just want to put it out there. A lot of people before this past weekend, they were saying the Dolphins were frauds because of our two losses against the Bills and against the Eagles. I want to point to everyone that as of this weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Dolphins now officially have the same record. Six and two. Now, who did the Chiefs lose to this past weekend? That's right, the Broncos. Who did the Dolphins put up a historic 70-point whomping on the Broncos? So, by transitive property, we beat the Broncos. The Broncos beat the Chiefs. Ergo, the Dolphins are the better team. Now, of course, that question will be answered this weekend when the Dolphins play in Germany. But I think right now our two losses, which were against the Bills, who are frauds, but again, they did lose against the Patriots. We beat the Patriots and the Eagles, who lost against 
the Jets. Obviously, we haven't played the Jets just yet. But a lot of people were giving Miami shit because they said, oh, those two losses aren't, aren't so good. Uh, Miami is not beating the good teams. But then again, we are beating the teams that are beating the good teams. So what does that say about us? My take that we are going to get the bye in the playoff is still very much alive. I said it on our last podcast, and I'm sticking to that take. Again, I'm back to I'm back on the boat that the Dolphins are as legit as ever. And again, if you are on the media bandwagon saying that the Dolphins were, I don't know what to tell you. Again, ball don't lie. Balloon Dior don't lie. Numbers don't lie, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, um, another takeaway, unfortunately, that I am sad to report is that our O-line is back to being banged up, man. I mean, we went into that New England game already. Armstead out. Um, our starting center, Connor Williams, was also out. Uh, Robert Hunt, the right guard, officially out after this previous game. So our O-line, it's not looking great, man. Um, and I think that was always everyone's concern going into the Dolphins season was can the Dolphins stay healthy? So right now our O-line has taken some hits. And I mean, shout out to Tua, Tyreek, and our offense for still putting up the numbers that they did. But um, I'm not I'm not getting ready to, uh, to hit the panic button just yet. But I really hope that we can stay healthy for the uh, the rest of the regular season. Um, otherwise, my mental health will take a toll, um, and I will not be this happy during our podcast if we continue getting banged up. Uh, Tyreek, though, another takeaway, still incredibly elite, uh, fastest player to reach a thousand yards in um, in his in his uh, eight games played to start the season. Um, so again, I feel like there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows lately whenever we watch the Dolphins. Cause like on one side, you know, there's like an injury O-line's getting back, uh, banged up. But then on the other side, defense or sorry, offense is putting up, um, just unbelievable numbers. So again, it's a week to week thing. Uh, Dolphins officially left today, Monday, the 30th, which is when we record the, uh, the podcast for this week. Um, they officially left to, uh, to Germany. So next week, Chiefs. Dolphins. Uh, what are we thinking, John? If we had to guess what the line was on that game, what would you peg that as? What would so I have no idea. So let me guess. I'm gonna guess it's gonna be Chiefs three and a half. I'm gonna give them because they yeah, I'm gonna give them three and a half. Bounce back game after a loss to a shitty team. Uh, I think this is the Dolphins' first time going to Europe, if I'm not mistaken. Or is that a wrong statement? But uh, no, they've been to Europe before. They played in uh, in London one week. Okay. Well, what about this? So, can you imagine ha- playing a football game on Sunday, a professional NFL football game on Sunday, and then turning around and sitting on a long Europe flight, like in all your pain and and soreness? Like, that's gonna, I know it's probably first class, but that's got to be brutal. On the flip side, can you imagine being a college kid or a, a high school, yeah, a college kid doing a study abroad program? in Germany or something and getting to go see like the Dolphins chief play in Germany. That'd be such an awesome like weekend trip. Dude, that is a good point. I mean, sure. We have some uh, listeners in, uh, in Germany. Um, so if you're listening to this week's pod, you know, we're happy. Uh, Danke. That's the only German that I know, which just means thanks. Um, I wonder if, uh, no, technically by the time they get there, Oktoberfest will be, uh, will be over. But, dude, that would be so – dude, what a sight that would be, just, like, holding up, like, your, your giant beer mugs, um, dude, and just watching Tua sling it for, like, two, 300 yards. 
Yeah, go to, a, go, to a, go to a football a football match on Saturday, soccer, mm-hmm. and then a football match on Sunday. Shout out, to, shout out to all the German and Americans in Germany right now. Prost. Cheers. Prost. Dude, shout out to them. And just to answer my other question, what the line was for the game. So you said Chiefs minus three and a half. Yeah, so it's Chiefs minus two and a half. Nice. Okay. It's going to be good. I like it. Yeah, dude. I'm with it. Let's go. I, I mean, obviously with the O-line being hurt, like you mentioned, Chris Jones is a scary man. But uh, there's just so many ways to like just still be successful, as we saw in last week's game against obviously a very capable defensive-minded coach in Bill Belichick. So uh, the Walrus King, Andy Reid, start reading up because, yeah, I'm feeling good. Dude, I feel like I feel like one of the things that I'm that I'm deluding myself into thinking that um, you know we, we might have an advantage in this game is I feel like Andy Reid's going to get there and he's probably going to go so ham on like some bratwurst, um, <laughs> some pretzels, and I'm kind of hoping that slows him down. And the sabermetrics are indicative that I don't know when the Chiefs are traveling, but hopefully they wait till later in the week. I don't know. I mean, they probably already left today, but I'm going to pretend that they didn't. So hopefully if they get there later, maybe they're like really jet lagged. So maybe they're not practicing as good because that, that, that is kind of what happened to the Bills when they went to London to play the Jags. Apparently they left like that Thursday or that Friday. So when they had to gear up to play on Sunday, all of those guys, you know, were just like sleep deprived. Whereas the Jags had already been in London for like a whole week. So they already caught up in all their sleep. They were good. Um, so I don't know, man. It's going to be a good match nonetheless. I mean, Tyreek Hill said that he was upset that it wasn't going to be at Arrowhead. I'm sure all the fans would have loved to see Tyreek back at Arrowhead. But, I mean, um, I think Europe Europe deserves this one, dude. I mean, you know, they have the metric system. We have Tyreek. So, I feel like we'll let, we'll let them borrow it um, for a week. Um, yes. Dude, no, man. I'm, all, I'm all in on your Andy Reid take. I'm going to take it. I'm going to make that the narrative for my for myself this week. Andy Reid is just one of those dudes where you put him on a plane to Germany, he's gonna be like, "Hey, I gotta enjoy myself. I'm in Germany. Like, how often am I gonna be in Germany?" He's gonna like pound some pretzels, some bratwurst, like you said, some nice like big beers. He's like, "I I have to. I have to savor this moment. I'm I'm in Germany. I gotta do it." He just seems like that kind of guy, and so it's gonna it's gonna diminish his cognitive function a little bit. You can't be having a cognitive brain when you're playing against Mike McDaniel. So I'm all in. I'm definitely hammering that spread, if nothing else. Dude, speaking of Mike McDaniel, did you hear the story about, um, so apparently he bought a watch at the start of the season, which the price of it hasn't, or at least I haven't seen it uh, been disclosed anywhere, but he bought it and it was apparently a watch that was like well outside, um, you know, his salary range. And he showed it to all of the, all of the Dolphins players. And he's like, I bought this watch. It's really, really expensive or, you know, something along those lines. And basically was just like, Either you guys are together or something along like that. We're going to make this work. And then this watch is going to be chump change for me, or it's going to be my biggest regret. I love it. Just yep. putting yourself in a hole. Already. <laughs> Back against the wall. His maybe, wife's probably like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what I'll start doing. Maybe I'll just like begin <laughs> blowing money on like the dumbest bets and just put myself in like, a 20 grand hole and it was just like no 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 hey this is either going to be the biggest regret of my life or you know it's going to make me the most money 
it's gonna be like, dude what the fuck are you talking about like that's not how that works mike mcdaniel taught me and you have no yeah. stake in the result <laughs> you're just hoping yeah dude later down the season it turns out to be just like a publicity stunt it's just like no dude i just bought like a casio man it was like 60 bucks <laughs> like, i don't know where people started getting it's just like i don't even like watches like that oh the watch you see me wear on the field no that was a gift steven ross gave me that i didn't buy that what are you talking about <laughs> and then i'm just gonna look real silly but whatever dude uh i'll trust in the drip god um, you see the video of the uh, the baby drip god, the little kid that was dressed I did. as a what a stud. I mean, he he killed it. He he did the Halloween costume that we talked about. Dude, that's he uh, was missing uh, the dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but um, it's looking good. I'm excited. Uh, I'm back to you know. Um, I was trending in the it's so over, but I'm in the uh, we're so back phase uh, with the dolphins. But yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, definitely, I'm really liking the Dolphins to cover the spread. Um, dude, so I might have to uh, to take that one. Definitely going to take the over. I think that's going to be pretty easy money um, for the Dolphins game. Um, yeah, dude, I am excited for it. Okay, so I think that's enough uh, Dolphins talk as far as uh, this, uh, this past week. Uh, looking ahead at the future, Dolphins-Cowboys tickets starting to come down, John. What do we think? Are we telling the people it's time to uh, buy or is it time to hold a little bit more and wait for them to come come down even further? I think I'm still holding. I'm, uh, I need to start comparing it to other games um, and seeing if the prices come down. I'm going to like really think this one out. So I think I'm going like, to compare Dolphins tickets. I'll compare Dallas tickets and see if the big games start declining in price as it gets closer. Cause I, I feel, and I hope that's what happens. Um, so I'm holding on, but I've also kind of come to another conclusion where I think even if I don't get a ticket, I might buy a parking pass and just, we just pack a car and just like have a day, throw the, throw the pigskin around, drink, watch the games on the TV. Um, so I'm in between those two things. I think right now, I don't know. What about you? Dude, honestly, you read my mind because uh, that's going to be a good game to go to, regardless of if you attend the actual game. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be around Christmas time. Everyone's going to be all jolly. It's going to be a good vibe. Um, and I very much remember last year. I don't know if it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I think it might have been Christmas Day. But the Dolphins played the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we lost. That was obviously um, Aaron Rodgers' last game at Hard Rock as a Green Bay Packer. Um, so that's the last memory I have of the Dolphins playing around Christmas time. So I think hopefully that day, I'm hoping to make better memories. Um, so regardless of if the, if the tickets come down or not, um, I think it's going to definitely be worthwhile. Like you said, John, just pack up a car, go, and that'll be fun to do. Um, I am about it. A dolphin dressed up as Santa Claus. That's a, that's a costume right there. Dude, uh, I was not... I mean, can the dolphin can dolphins survive in Arctic weather? Hmm. Arctic dolphins. Arctic dolphins. I'm gonna say no, but you put a parka on them, little Santa Claus outfit. Just oh, dude, swimming, bro. <laughs> oh, dude. Now, now we gotta like. <laughs> now we gotta go ask ChatGPT or something to like generate an image of like a dolphin wearing a parka. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, dude. Um, but yeah. I definitely think the uh, the price is going to go down. Maybe not after this week because the Cowboys did have a good game uh, against the Rams. 
But I don't know. I feel like they're going to slip up probably like two games in a row. And I know you're a big Cowboys <laughs> fan, but yes. I got to be real. It's inevitable. This is Dak Prescott's first good game of the season. Yeah, dude. Like, so sad, that's... It's sad. He's still chilling on my fantasy bench. I still like. I haven't given up complete hope. He's still there. He's still my pocket backup to Tua. But uh, yeah, it's gonna take a lot to put him in the starter's position. How was your fantasy team doing? Oh man, it's not going well. I'm. Uh, it's just not going perfect. You know, it's a competitive league. I'm. I'm gonna be three and five after this week. I think or three and six, three and f- I don't know one or the other. But uh, I'm on like a two game losing streak. Uh, you know, my team, it's, it's, you know, it's like the, one of those seasons where you're like, my team's good. Like I have a good team, right. But you know, you just don't have the numbers line up when you need it to each week. And so, um, uh, it's tough, right? Like it's, it's, it's one of those seasons that I'm seeing already where it's like, I should have taken advantage of those trades that I was thinking about doing in the beginning of the season. You're like, yeah. you have the leverage, but you're like, Oh no, my team is perfect. Like, why would I trade anyone? And, and then it just comes back around and smacks you in the face. So that's what I'm dealing with right now. So it's not going right. Dude, no, no one is more delusional than uh, fantasy football managers uh, before week one, like looking at your team and you're like, yeah, I think this team like legit could go undefeated. <laughs> and like every single person talks themselves into believing that it, it doesn't matter who you drafted, like what the platform graded your draft. But before week one, like you have officially deluded yourself into being like, yeah, I don't know who's beating this team. Like, in your mind, your QB is throwing for 600 yards every week. Your running back is running for 200 yards. Receivers are receiving for 250 every single week. Your your kicker somehow is going to make a 70-yard field goal three times every single game. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I took a break from fantasy football this year. Uh, and I was wondering, I was just like, wow, why have I felt so much less stressed lately? And it's just like, oh, yeah, shit, because I'm not having to freak out about setting a line. Um Every Thursday night, uh, yeah, just and like, like the, uh, doing like the the, the waiver wire pickups like every Tuesday night, and oh, dude, yeah. it's so stressful, um, bro. I remember there'd be days where I'd be like on calls, you know, with like my actual day job all day. Um, I'm there for like three hours back to back to back, so I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not keeping up with the news. So then someone will get injured, and then like everyone will go and like rush to pick up their. They're backup. Like, I'll literally get off these calls. I'll look to see, like, oh, shit, this person got injured. Look, the backup's already been picked up. And I'm just like, bro, I didn't even have a chance to, uh, to look. That's annoying. That's annoying. We do we do, um, we do do a $100 budget. So everyone has a $100 budget to start the season. And then you can spend that money on free agents across the season. So, like, for example, if Austin, Austin Eckler got injured, I spent 30 points on his backup, Kelly. Uh, and we also do it to where all the picks go in on a Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. So, like, there's no, like, first come, first serve. You have until Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. to do the pick. And then 11 a.m. every day afterwards, pretty much. Because um, that's so annoying. Yeah, like, you're losing to people that literally just are, like, have the privilege of yeah, playing fantasy work. football yeah, at any hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's It's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah, dude. Um, so I don't know if I've ever told you the story, but the reason I decided to stop doing fantasy football was because last year Cooper Cup was my number one pick in uh, the two competitive leagues that I was in. And like week five, uh, I remember I stepped away. I was watching Red Zone and I come back and they cut into it's just like, oh, let's watch this Cooper Cup replay. And I'm like, I'm getting excited because every single time Red Zone would cut would cut to that, like, oh, Cooper Cup just just caught for like a 40-yard bomb 
or something like that. So I'm about to get excited. Bro, and I see him just take that nasty hit that sidelines him for the rest of the season. Dude, and I scream just bloody fucking murder, bro. Like, to the point that my girlfriend comes out and she thought that, like, someone died or something. Dude, I'm literally in the living room, like, in tears, dude, just, like, my entire palm. And I was just like, I'm done. Like, I can't believe this. <laughs> I mean, he pretty much did die, it, it, to your Basically. perspective. Same thing. Yeah, dude. Um, so, yeah, not doing fantasy football this <laughs> year. RIP Cooper Cup. I mean, back-to-back seasons, too. Like, last season, this season, it's uh, not a good look for this this young lad right now. Dude, Hopefully it's he comes back. And Pukunukua has been the, uh, you know, the talk of uh, every single league. Sam Laporta, that guy um, as well. But all I can say is I think my mental health has been doing significantly better since good. I'm doing uh, fantasy football, man. The best uh, sports male therapy is not playing fantasy football. Take notes. Yeah, but I'll probably start doing it next year because I'm just like, all right, that was, <laughs> that was a nice break. But uh, no, I need I need to uh, to delude myself again and like, because man, there's there's at the same time like as annoying as fantasy football might be, nothing is better than those weeks where you just like crush someone and you just have like bragging rights uh, for like the next seven days. Yeah, there's nothing better than the distraction of fantasy football. It's a bad thing, but it's also an amazing thing. Like, yeah. it's uh, someone, there was a really good quote that someone had. I was like, I pay for fantasy football. It's pretty much like an exclusive group chat. Yeah. It's like you have a group chat. You can just go to any football game that's on and just start talking. Comment and like people and will like, respond. Yeah. And like, they I, don't, we only come out during the football season. Then in, when the football season ends, it just <laughs> disappears. You know what? I do miss that. I do miss like just being able to go into a chat. Like um, if I'm like watching red zone, there's like a big play. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, like Tyreek, for example, I remember I had him actually in my league last year. Anytime he made a big, uh, anytime he made a big play, I would just go in there and just be like reek R E E K. And everyone just started responding. That was nice. And I do, I do miss that. So maybe I'll come back next year but uh it's been you can even be nice more delusional break. and be like since i took the season off now i'm like more prepared mentally i have better fortitude <laughs> you can even gaslight yourself more oh dude i don't know man we'll, we'll we'll see but the way the way your record's going it's not uh it's not motivating me to want to come back but no we'll man, see. it's not anything can happen anything can happen all right man but um yeah i think that uh yeah we we, we talked a lot some takeaways from uh, last week's game. We talked the Heat, uh, Messi winning Ballon d'Or. Um, so let's get into everyone's favorite segment, which is Juan's top athletes, Miami athletes of the week. Starting at number five, this one I got to make it real, real serious. Jalen Ramsey, bro, just straight up, not even joking here, as advertised, absolute stud. Had a forced fumble, I think had three passes broken up. Had an interception that he almost took back for a pick six coming back. The guy supposedly, every every medical practitioner is saying he wasn't going to come back until December. Which, by the way, I'm fully convinced that this is like a media thing that the NFL does where like they'll publicize being like, oh, this person's not going to come back till like, you know, 15 months from now for them to come back in like a couple of months. Um, but I don't know, just another random take I had. I might dive into that at some point later. Anyways, Ramsey. Number five. Uh, number four, I am going to give it to the Sun because they absolutely cooked or helped cook the Patriots um, this weekend. 
Mike McDaniel also in a hoodie yet again. Um, and it's getting to the point where it's actually a little bit concerning. Like at first I thought it was like a bit, but it's just like, yo, man, like you're always bundled up regardless of the weather. Um, but yeah, man, that's again, I'm not questioning the drip god, but shout out to the sun. Um, number three, I am I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to the Kaseya Center because it got fucking lit. I got my shirt. Um I got to uh to actually make a free throw at the Kaseya Center last week. I missed what? That's yeah. sick. You didn't hear about it because I missed. Uh, that's why <laughs> I, I saw I saw Patty's make it. <laughs> yeah, she made it. Dude, I was, oh yikes. I was unbelievably salty. I was like so upset that whole Dude. day. I was just like, I can't believe she made it and I didn't. Oh my god. R.I.P. bro. R.I.P. But still um an absolute stellar time. Uh big, big shout out to the Kaseya Center. Um number two. I'm gonna give a big shout out to the entire country of Germany for hosting the Dolphins this upcoming week. You know, they technically hosted me last year when I went to uh, Oktoberfest. They are now hosting another set of Miami legends, you know, with the entire Dolphins roster. Um, so they've really, been, they've actually been on a hot streak for two years in a row. You know, me being there, I had a great time. I'm sure the Dolphins will be there. They will also have a great time and hopefully um, have a great win. So, Preemptively, I am giving my number two spot to the the entire country of Germany. Um, let's see. And who should receive my number one spot? What do you think, John? Do you think there's some uh, notable mentions in there by any chance? I'm just anxiously waiting. I don't know. Hmm. I am going to go. You know what? Kind of a looping back to one I already mentioned. My number one spot of the week is the 300 sections in the Kaseya Center. And I already gave a spot to the Kaseya Center themselves. But man, those 300 sections in the arena, very, very underrated. But any given day during a regular season game that is occurring, you can typically get any 300 sections for like 20 bucks and below. Dude. Cheapest date that you could take, you know, whether you're a bachelor taking someone on a first date or whether you're a seasoned veteran, you know, with a significant other, it never fails. 300 sections, still always fun, always super duper cheap. Doesn't doesn't have to be a crazy date. So big shout out to the 300s. They never let us down. They're a little bit high up there. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that the, the view is stellar, but I think for the price that you pay, you know, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice outing. So shout out nice. to the 300 sections. Did you do those top five off the top of your head? I don't know if I should admit that or not. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive. That's impressive. Because like when you asked me, I was like, I can't even think of one. I, I was going to say Jalen Ramsey, but that one was just an obvious one. But speaking of Jalen Ramsey, he is doing what we needed him to do. He's being a baller. He needs to be like that, that stud man on the defense. And that game proved it right there. Like, wow. That bait for the interception... That was elite cornerback play. Dude, ad, as advertised. Dude, and if we just, I pray to God, like I don't want anything for Christmas this year. I just want the Dolphins to be healthy. Like if we just simply have our starters on defense, all of our starters on offense. So offense line, defense line, secondary, 
uh, the weapons, obviously Tua, as long as they're healthy, like that's all I want. Seriously. Don't no nobody get me anything else. If you have me on your secret Santa list, uh, don't get me anything. Just like send good vibes to the Dolphins for them to be, be healthy. That's all I need this year. <laughs> no taken. <laughs> but yeah, man. All right, man. I think that about wraps it up, dude. Good show. Short and sweet. Short and sweet today. Um yeah, man. Good stuff. Well, we'll see everyone next week. Episode six in the books, baby. Ciao, amigos. Later, guys.